Hello and welcome to Miss Bossy Boots, keeping it real for women in business. My name is Stacey Morgan. I'm the Principal of Port Macquarie Performing Arts, a dance school in the mid-north coast of New South Wales. And joining me is the fabulous Jane Hilsden. Jane is the Managing Director of Dragonfly Marketing. Hey, Jane. Right back at you with being so fabulous, Stace. <laughs> Speaking of fabulous, I just launched a fabulous new website. Oh, yay. Yeah, exciting. It's live now, pmperformingarts.com. If you want to check it out, I'm pretty proud of it. Good. Not being a website designer myself, I've had a fabulous um, dance dad give me a hand with the technical things, but all the pretty things I've kind of had my say in. And it's just becoming clear now that it's been live for a couple of hours that it's probably been live a couple of weeks when this goes live, but for a couple of hours I've... I kind of got to the point where it went live and I went, oh, phew, all my hard work is over. Uh, nope. No? <laughs> like, it's gone live and now in come the comments. Did you know that this page doesn't link properly to this page? Oh, Did you know yes. that this, Few this is spelled problems. wrong? Did you know that this... Oh. Which is all great feedback because it's, yes. not, it's not coming in a negative way. People no, aren't no, picking people, on me. But yep, yep. I'm like, oh. Well, it's really hard to <sighs> check your own work. So yes. you can you can be as meticulous as you like. Yep. But when you develop it and when you write the copy and when you, you know, organise all the look at it a hundred times, there's just things you miss. Yeah. So you know. Yep. So I've got a long list of homework for this afternoon oh, to go and away it's, and, and do. It's tedious, like boring, like that kind of stuff. I makes my stomach crawl because it's just so detailed and boring. Like I'm just like, I would love to outsource all of that stuff. Absolutely. I just want to create the vision for the beautiful website and then, you know, think of all the cool creative ideas that we can run with and yep. then somebody else do all of that. And then fiddly. hand it over. Yes, 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 exactly. Yes. That would be nice in the ideal world. Mm. But we are here to talk about outsourcing in, in a way. I've just come back from a Managing the Modern Workplace conference with thanks to HR Culture and shout out to Susan because it was a very full day of learning about all of the policies and procedures that one needs to have in place to run their own business. Mm -hmm. And frankly, I came away from the whole thing thinking, holy moly, why would anyone run their own business? <laughs> why Pol would, policies why and procedures on will, earth will do that do to this? you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it started off with... Um, it started off with thinking about your team. And we talk a lot about team on this show and the people that we work with and, and working with people. And, and it talked about the um, mental health of your your team that you are in charge of at work and how much the external things that they do in the world impact on what happens when they step inside your workplace, mm -hmm. which was something I'd never really given much thought to coming from... I don't know, it probably sounds a bit old school, but coming from the thought of, well, you know, at nine o'clock it's time to work and off you go in and, and do your job. But there's so much um, that goes into the modern workplace and how people are approaching their work and what they're bringing in the door with you when, when they come to work that, that oh. you as a boss are accountable for, that I was unaware. Like what? For example? Well, for example, being able to take care of people's mental health and giving them the time to be able to to cope with the workload that you give them in addition to the work that they or not the work in addition to what else they've got going on in their world and then the ramifications of that so if somebody this is a very modern day issue I think 
this is what I'm saying. Like in it's the not days something that I've we have about. to wrap everyone up in cotton wool. Like I'm, I must say, this is striking a bit of an averse, aversion with me. <laughs> like I get it. Yeah, I get that people have personal lives, and and I am sympathetic to you know. Um, personal situations that can affect work. But hang on, why is that our responsibility as employers? Well, this is the interesting thing. So this this part of the course was about, okay, so where does where does where do we draw the line with what is responsible for you? And I guess it was um broached around the topic of when when does when does it become too much and when is somebody not satisfying their job requirements yes. for you? And then therefore, as an employer, what are your roles and responsibilities insofar as keeping that person employed or terminating their employment or yes. giving them okay. warnings? And yep. are they written warning, warnings? Are they verbal warnings? Are they face-to-face meetings? Are they emails? All of this wow. stuff. And I don't want to go into too much detail because it's not my area of expertise. No. But it was food for thought that I thought would be interesting for our listeners because until I stepped into that meeting, into that conference, at no point had I ever given it a lot of thought. And now everywhere I look, I see stuff and I hear stuff. And there were a lot of case studies that were brought up um, as part of the conference itself. And it's interesting if you are an employer of other people to get yourself read up and get yourself wised up on what is your responsibility and what isn't your responsibility in so far as taking care of our employees' mental health. So how, like, what will you do differently as a result? Um, Just, I guess my ignorance in the beginning was just that, you know, it's, that's that's not me, that's you and you leave that at the door and that's a different thing. Yep. But now... um, in a in a legal sense, I wouldn't be able to get away with that definition. If if something were to happen to one of my employees, the the it's a lot more of a grey area. So just being more aware of my employees and checking up after them, thinking about how they're going, asking them how they're going, taking them out for coffee, making sure that they're in the right place, making sure that they're in a position where they are able to satisfy their job requirements, and if not. Why not and how can I be of assistance to ensure that they are? Because we have a certain um, duty of care as well in um, helping our employees get help if they are in a position where um, things that they're doing outside are affecting their work. And it was not something I had thought about, but I just want everybody to know that maybe it's something that you have to read up on because I would hate for somebody to get stuck into a situation where you get held accountable. So as Stacey's talking through this... I must say, I'm sitting here rolling my eyes and I, and do you know, and it's not to take away from the issue because I'm sure it's, I'm sure it is an issue and I'm sure we do have responsibilities, but I guess as a business owner, I'm just sitting here going, really, this is another thing that I'm now had added to my freaking list of things to do? Well, this is why I came away from the whole day feeling quite like, oh my goodness, it's so, it's so much more involved than I thought. Um, I just want to build a business. And, yes, I get that you – I guess I, – I get that that includes inspiring your team and making sure. But I don't know, I guess it's my type of personality too is, is I expect people to be independent mm-hmm. and look after themselves and be proactive and come to me with solutions and – I really have, and this is probably a complete personality trait, I have zero tolerance 
for people who can't be that that person. <laughs> and this is why I am not a good boss. <laughs> and I would I would absolutely need to employ, a, you know, a, I don't know who looks after that operations manager or whatever to take that. You know, I'm I'm all about inspiring people to take them on the journey, but pandering to people who potentially need multiple touch points of um are you okay once a day or yeah. once a week? Oh, far out. So I guess there's a middle balance line somewhere between where you are quite Maybe. like that like now in your head and where and yeah, and where it can become a problem. And so finding that middle ground and just making sure you're doing the right thing. The uh, they talked about the four R's, so recognizing that there's some something that's different in your employees. So if you see a really full-on change of personality if somebody's Mm. always normally really mopey and suddenly they're really happy and really excited or if you see somebody that is the opposite of that checking in and checking that everything's okay and and being patient and getting getting answers and then you know responding if they do have something that they do say you know well this is going on and I need help then you know acknowledging that and encouraging them and and um, the third R was refer, so referring them on to somebody that can give them help and just being that kind of bridging gap in between to be able to say here and then following up. So not just going, oh, you've got a problem today. Okay, good. And then you just never mention it again. But, mm. you know, following up in a week or a month or three months and just checking how how your employees are doing on that on that mental scale as well as just saying, have you reached your KPIs today? Good. Mm. So that's how the day started. Deep stuff, right? Mm. Gosh, I have such a black and white view of that. But yes, okay. I'll be interested to see here what you have to say about the rest of the day then. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me. Well, the next the next session we had was with Andrew Bland of Bland um, Law. So a, a lawyer who, and I could speak, listen to lawyers speak all day and Andrew is particularly articulate and was wonderful to listen to. Um, and he was talking about your legal the legal ramifications of you um, not having the proper policies and procedures in place in your business that could mm-hmm. get you into trouble. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't meant to scare, but mm. even just saying that sentence, it's a bit scary mm. because I I know how to walk into my building and unlock it mm. and to be able to let children then into my building. And I'm particularly sensitive to this because we do deal yep. with children. Um, so we try and be really on top of our policies and procedures and making sure that all of the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. Mm-hmm. But the case studies that were then shared from from um, his experiences for employees that weren't so diligent and didn't have the correct policies and procedures in place or that did try to um, to get out of situations where they, they hadn't done the right thing was just scary stuff. And I put my hand up, you know, this is 40 minutes into it, going... So if I spend all the time required to do all that you're saying needs yeah. to be done, when do I do my job? Yes. And when do I have time to yeah. build but customer he, relationships, as we were talking about last week? Or yes. you know, when? Do, when, when? But, his, but was his solution you outsource it? If you can't do it, you need to outsource this? Yeah, yeah. And it was a mix of, um, you know, you need to outsource it or you need to just be aware of it or you need to be following up. Maybe you've already got policies and procedures in place. And this was a lot of people in the room. You know, you start your business and you write a policy for this. Mm. 
and seven years goes by mm. and you've ne- you haven't looked at that piece of paper. It's no. in a drawer somewhere or you ha- you maybe give it to your staff when they first come on board. But he talked a lot about the um, the importance of induction and, and do your employees, when they come in, do they get signed in? Does, does their induction get signed off? And um, mm. or are they across all of your policies and procedures? And I was thinking, I've got the policies and procedures. Yes. Did that person that started at the beginning of the year with me read that handout when I gave it to her? Comprehend them. Yeah. Well, look, when um, the first time I took on a permanent employee, I was super nervous about all of this sort of stuff. Yeah. Because you do hear all of the bad case scenarios. And so I went straight to an HR consultant and um, outsourced it because I thought, I'm not even going to attempt this. Yeah. A, it's going to bore me senseless. And B, I just I just want to make sure I've got those I's dotted and, and T's crossed. So um, she she developed all the policies that I would need Brilliant. that were relevant for me. And I remember her at the time saying, and Jane, you can't just give them, you know, email this to them. You know, they you have to witness them, sign it, you know, even talk to them about it to make sure that they've read it, comprehended it, and then it has to kind of be revisited. And, of course, yeah. you can imagine I was sitting there again internally rolling my eyes just going, yeah, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> Um, however, I did get that first, you know, we did get that first, those first couple of, um, boxes ticked and then they have sat in the drawer, but it did give me immense peace of mind knowing that that had been done by a professional. Yes. Oh. And that I know that, and look, I don't know what I don't know as well. So, and I'm not, and exactly to your point, I'm not going to sit there for hours trying to research this and piece this puzzle together for myself because I'm just never going to get there. So to outsource that and to this day still, I will outsource any contract writing, you know, any policy procedure, not necessarily procedures because that's a different, different thing. That's not as litigious. Yeah. But in terms (laughs) of contracts and policies, not even going to touch them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, there are so many parts of my business that I love and there are so many parts of my business that it's just not my thing. And this is, and this is one of them Mm. because I just, there were a lot of people in the room with me that were getting really excited about the stuff that they were learning. And then I was just falling Mm. deeper into a hole of, oh gosh, when am I going to find time to do this? Um, But then we had the next session, which was all about um, communication, which was so great because I'm happy to talk as you may be able to tell. And it was all about talking with your team and the importance of, of, talking and that consistency and and across the policies and procedures as well. So it it made me feel good that not only is it important for me to have it in writing, but then for us to be talking about it in meetings and talking about it when I start with new staff and being able to build those relationships with my staff members so that they they really understand what page I'm on and they can make sure that we we can all make sure that moving forward, we're all singing from the same song sheet. Um, And it brought it to the, it brought, up the topic of performance management, oh. which was something I uh, am not good at. No. Again, something that needs to be consistent and oh, needs, there needs anybody to be that's regular. good at performance management. I don't like, know. seriously, I who know. likes to do performance management? I want to know if these people are out there because it. I'm happy to sit down and have coffee with my um, star performers. <laughs> No, with everyone, <laughs> with everyone on my team because they well they all are star performers in their own way, um, but. But making – there are just so many other policies that that undermine that performance management that maybe the coffee that I have once a fortnight 
oh, not that's a lie, once a term, um, <laughs> with with my staff member isn't enough. And, and maybe there needs to be an agenda made for that prior and then maybe we need to tick off that agenda and sign off on that agenda with that performance but is this, management. is and, this to mitigate the risk of something going wrong in the future? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But you don't think about these things no. because when things are going swimmingly, things are going swimmingly. So yeah. these were all the learnings that I picked up that I yeah. thought I would bring back and share because mm. we don't think about when things can go wrong and things that may go wrong in our businesses. And we're so no. busy in our business yeah. getting stuff done and working yeah. that sometimes these things can fall down. And, and the, you know, the stories that were shared were this was a business and then this business did no longer exist. Because of these, because, because they were tripped reasons. up in this situation. And I didn't want, I felt it was, it would be a disservice to me to go and learn all of that information and then not share it. There are many Miss Bossy Boots um, yeah. listeners who who do run their own business. Mm. How up to date are your policies and procedures? How up to date are you? How up to date is your education? Because I'm sure it's changing all the time. The stuff that I learned the other day absolutely blew my mind mm. get on top of it even though it's not a sexy topic it's not something no. that you're gonna and jump look, at anyone with an entrepreneurial personality you know that that it that will have the the type of personality to actually go out there and start a business um you know that that side of things unless your business is policies and procedures is is i think natural i'm i'm yet to meet someone who gets excited at the thought of drawing up a whole heap of policies and procedures and contracts and all the rest but i would say it's, i i agree with you it is so important but you know maybe don't look at it as something that has to hit your your to-do list yes. maybe look at it as something that you can outsource you know, there are plenty of HR consultants that just charge by the project or the hour mm -hmm. to get this stuff sorted for you. It's actually not tremendously expensive or, tr you know, it's not a big deal. It doesn't take, it takes them so little time to do it yep. versus, you know, what it would take you to do it. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, you're going to know that you're covered because they know how to do it properly and they they generally have access to all of the you know, latest legislation and... What needs to be in it. They've just got like templates. That. You know, they've yeah. got templates that they can just adjust to your business. So it just doesn't make sense to sit there and try and do that yourself when it can be so easily outsourced. I came away from it with this on my to-do list. Emergency procedures, worker management, risk management, injury management, record management. <laughs> Things I will be outsourcing in the future. <laughs> Especially now that you've just got on your soapbox and told me I have to. Yeah. <laughs> I am not doing that. I am outsourcing that. Yeah. Duff Very that good. One. Yes. Yeah. So if you want to learn more, please get in touch with us. I'm happy to share all the ins and outs of the things that I learned. This is just a brief overview. And it was a fantastic day. I did take away so much that will benefit my business. And especially if we get ourselves in a situation where um, this stuff becomes really, really important, it will be, um, yeah really yeah. important that that I did learn all that stuff and get it done. And shout out again to Susan Judd who ran that um, workshop. Love Susan. Part of HR Culture. She is fabulous and, and she would actually 100% be someone to get in touch with. if that. Well, if she was so excited the whole day. She's excited every day. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. If you want to get in touch with us, please do facebook.com slash Miss Bossy Boots podcast. And we will talk to you very soon. 